Corona Chronicle session 20 with Patricio Weiss. Now, Patricio Weiss was an episode I recorded. Uh, he is the chef and uh, founder of Nick's Tacos, uh, Nick's, Nick's Taco Mexican Kitchen, sorry, based out of Santa Fe, uh, California, or Santa Fe. Sacramento, man, my mind's all over the place right now. Based out of Sacramento, California, and um, I had a lot of people reach out to me, just letting me know that he's doing great through all this. Like business is not what it was, but it's also like you heard from him say they're still they're breaking even. You know, they're staying afloat and they're they're staying busy and they're doing well. Who knows how long they'll be able to, to sustain that with the changes that are coming um, in the future, if 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 and when the the government decides to crack down even more with isolation. Uh, but there's some really great advice in this episode about the things that you can do. If, if you, if you are one of these concepts that were able to pivot and adapt early on and you are generating a, a revenue or just breaking even, or even just slowing the speeding or sorry, slowing the bleeding. Um, there's things that he recommends you can do to kind of, uh, do what you're doing even better. And he's also, uh, like a mathematician. Um, he had a whole career before this, uh, in the world of numbers and banking, and he gives some projections as to where the industry is headed, which is really interesting. Uh, and I need to let you know that this episode was brought to you by the Seasoned app. Uh, if you guys are not familiar with Seasoned, they are a community exclusively created for the service industry. And in a time right now, we need community more than ever before. If you're interested in joining this free app, head over to uh, Seasoned dot co slash unstoppable it's available on ios and android and beyond just community it's a place to recruit employees it's a place to find jobs and after this all blows over there's probably a lot of that going to be going on so get on now and here's patricio weiss actually before i hit uh play on this i want to address the audio quality i want to make sure you guys understand that the objective behind these episodes right now isn't necessarily quality as much as it is quantity with just getting the word the word out there and finding people to talk to you know uh, we're recording uh in whatever way we can this was over the phone and uh, i just want to thank you for your understanding patricio weiss from nick's tacos how you doing man i'm doing great how are you eric i'm hanging in there dude every day is uh just trying to find out what's going on reporting back and how are you doing man how's your team doing how's the uh, how's the uh, state of the industry in sacramento well, uh, that's, that's a broad question. <laughs> Instead of the industry, uh, every restaurant has decided and or were willing to and or capable to uh, continue operations uh, are now doing only takeout and delivery per uh, mandate. Uh, some of us chose to start doing that before the mandate came uh, as, as, a, as a requirement. Uh, but it's great. I mean, uh, the, the, the restaurant industry is suffering crazy. There's a bunch of unemployed people. I mean, not employed, but furloughed. They're placed on, on leave. Uh, we offered that to our guys. We said, we well, doesn't want to continue working. By all means, it's, uh, I mean, we're fully funded. Uh, uh, I mean, take on employment. It's unfortunate that, at least what I'm hearing, is that it, it's taking longer than, uh, than it was promised for unemployment accounts to be funded. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, so is that at least. Uh, I mean, some people that were expecting to already have had received some money have not. There's all reports that the claims have uh, uh, risen dramatically and uh, with, a, with a reduced staff 
even if emergency funds were made available, the, the, there's not enough people to process these claims. Yeah. It's all speculation. I've, I've, I don't have hard facts. I've, I've just been hearing from people that say that stuff. Uh, but then I'm here for my guys. I actually took uh, leave and uh, unemployment, and they're, they're calling me saying they haven't seen any funds. I'm like, well, I'm not responsible for that. Uh, I can't help you, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I mean, you can only imagine what the government's going through. Like, how many people, and it's not just the restaurant industry, it's, uh, you know, people no. all over the place are being let go. You got to think about. Uh, the companies that exist that service the restaurant industry, like POS companies and other tech companies that have hundreds of people working for them, they're collecting unemployment now too. They're all getting laid off. So, um, the, 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 I, I, I understand completely. Yeah, yeah. You you have to you have to empathize with what the government's going through right now, which is one of the reasons why I'm I I get concerned when everybody is just defaulting to unemployment. Like if you're an able body, if you can work, there's a lot of people that need help right now. Farmers need help right now. Grocery stores need help right now. Like don't just default to unemployment. I feel like it's kind of my gut instinct. If you can get work, fine. I agree it. completely. Yeah. So, uh, I agree completely. I mean, as an owner, it would have been very easy to just shut our doors and my function down to, especially if you have a corporation. I mean, we're friends with everyone. So, it would have been easy for me to just shut the doors and say, okay, everybody's going to leave, go figure it out, and then I'll see you in two months. That doesn't work. That's not responsible restaurant thing. I mean, we're here to feed the people. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm curious about that a little bit. So one of the reasons uh, I heard a lot of great things about how you were just how you and your team was able to react early. Um, there's not much we can do to kind of replicate what you've done, because I feel like there was a wave that kind of set off. And if you caught that wave in time and you made the pivots you needed to make in your business in a timely fashion, you could have, you know, kind of developed and re- repositioned yourself to do all right during these times. How is your business doing? I've heard that you guys are crushing it. Like what, what, like what is the state of business at Nick's tacos? It, it, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, if, if you look at it on, on, on weekly sales, we're obviously down monthly sales, obviously down, but if you look at it on a daily sales perspective and imagine that Fridays and Saturdays, which were our big days or any other weekday, uh, we're doing okay. We were able to survive. We're not making any profits, but we're also not uh, reporting any losses. Even breaking even right now, I think, is a success. If you can just keep the boat afloat, you're doing yeah, good. I agree. I agree. I, I, I mean, I took a, a, a pay cut myself to, to have more cash available. We stopped our expansion projects. And we had some reserves there. And, I mean, we have 80% of our workforce employed. Uh, and I, I, I would like to say happily employed. Um, and we... The dining room looks like a distribution center right now. I mean, we have a mini market going on. The the, the office cleaning lights are on. Uh, there's no people allowed. I mean, there's no guests allowed inside. We have signs to the doors. It's curbside only or delivery. Uh, and so our servers, we qualified. Uh, I offered them driver's positions. And we were able to very quickly do the, the, the switch in logistics and the switch in operations. Because we already have the systems in place. We spoke about this last time we spoke. Yeah, so what systems are in place that, I mean, just kind of, I, I don't, like, I'm a little apprehensive right now to try to get people to recreate what you're doing because my my worry is that the government's going to crack down even more. Um, and well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they will. I mean, we're stretching a rubber band here. I, I, it's, I, we're fully prepared to go, if we're mandated to close down, uh, minimize inventory losses, everybody's aware. Everybody's going from here to their houses I mean, to at least keep us safe, minimizing contact with the public. Uh, and whoever is not meeting or adhering to that, I 
and he asked him to not come back in until this whole thing passes over. And uh, but yes, I mean, there's there's definitely that possibility of so this is only getting started. Eric. I mean, keep in mind we're only mandated shelter in place for four or five days now, and that's the first four or five days of a mandated two weeks. And that's just a precautionary measure on what could come later. I'm, I don't mean to sound pessimistic, but we need to learn from what other countries are experiencing. And it's not looking good, honestly. No. Well, I've, I've been, I have this uh, window open on my computer, my desktop, and like every couple hours I hit refresh. And it's basically this, this live feed of reports of coronavirus. And this time last, last week, I want to say, um, or like, yeah, like this time last week, we were, at like a hundred thousand, like maybe one hundred and twenty thousand, and now a week later, we're at three hundred and sixty-seven thousand, which tells you this thing is exponential. And that's just what we know now. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if by tomorrow we were at like a half million reported, uh, like total uh, confirmed. Do you know well, what I'm saying? So I, I do know what you're saying. I, I I don't have hard data, and unfortunately, I mean, being the I mean, you know, I come from a numbers background. I I can tell you that those numbers are are not even showing what's what's actually there uh, because there's not enough tests a lot enough people have been tested and also we believe that this started at the beginning of the year in China and we got it from there that's not what many epidemiologists, epidemiologists are saying uh, there's been coronavirus for a while it's just it became a pandemic recently Okay. why it happens I'm not the person to speak to about that uh, yeah, neither am I. But, uh, it's 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 here, and it is a pandemic in the sense that it's widely spread, and it is novel in the sense that none of us are immune. Yeah, and, uh, and and that's that. Those are hard facts. Whether you want to believe it or not, whether you you think it's a hoax or not, it's a. Uh, if, if you ask me, we should have shut down earlier. Everybody should have. Well, I'm yeah, from Europe should have. Well, I guess it's kind of like my next my next point is like I, I kind of feel like the way this is going, based off of how our government re- responded when there was a hundred and a hundred thousand total confirmed cases, like less than two weeks ago, and they're you know starting to like crack down. Like, what's going to happen now? Like, how much more? So, like, I I get hesitant to to tell people to make investments in their business to try to stay afloat when. It might not be worth it. Um, I mean, I feel like you got you you reacted early enough where you could kind of you know make it worth it. I mean, I can hear your phones ringing now. You guys are doing business, you know. Like, um, yeah. I mean, we have a, uh, our boards full. It's um, I mean, people are supporting us. So I guess let me ask you this hypothetically: we are, we're actually really restaurants. If, so, if somebody is listening to this right now and they are in the process of or they have um, converted their business to pick up curbside only and they're doing well and they could be doing better, what advice do you have for that person to you know increase revenue? Uh, what best practices have you developed? Uh, I, I'm kind of just keeping an open mind right now because I frankly do not know the best advice to give. So I'm giving advice in, certain, like, in, in multiple verticals right now. It's funny you said people on my mind. That was that was going to be the exact phrase that I was going to come back with. The, the best advice is keep an open mind and reinvent yourself uh, based on the circumstances and forget about the boxes that the limits our menu, our service, our our our. I'm not the standards. You have to stay by those. But uh, uh, look at us for example. We're a Mexican restaurant, right? 
And uh, and since we opened, I've been very adamant about how we got into the finest ourselves as a Mexican restaurant. It's always been Northeast Mexican specific. My hometown, Monterrey, Mexico. Yeah. If you ask me for something uh, for birria, no, I'm, 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 I'm never making birria because I'm from Jalisco. And I want to differentiate myself deliberately. Hey, we'll make whatever. I don't care right now. Right now, it's about feeding the community, uh, whatever the community feels like <clears throat> they want to be eating. I mean, eating makes you happy. I, 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 I believe that thoroughly. And as, as restaurateurs, we're here to restore health, to restore happiness, to feed the people, not just for the sake of being fed and surviving, but also for I mean, having a life and enjoying a meal. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's what's in our blood. That's why we do it. Because, I mean, ask yeah. anybody, we don't do it for any. <laughs> Even in good times, there's barely enough. I mean, I'm from a business perspective, uh, anybody will tell you, why are you opening a restaurant? Why would you do that? The, the margins are insane. I mean, it's not worth it. Well, we do it because we care, because we like it, because we enjoy doing it, and this is how we want to make a living. Yeah. So I'm can, happy about it. So can you give us some specific things that you did in your business uh, that we can replicate? Yeah, like in case we are in the same boat as you, so, where we are still open, where we're still, you know, we're still doing all right, we're still staying afloat. Um, what what things have you done to look, that have had an impact on your bottom line and have helped best practices, things like that? The first is, like I said, keep an open mind. Second, you need systems in place. If you don't have a POS that is capable of uh, attaching uh, online orders and or delivery, get one. What, what POS are you using? Around, right? We're using Toast. Okay. And, uh, and Toast is very robust. We've been using it since, since we started. We already had a delivery program, uh, not a delivery, I'm sorry, uh, an online ordering program set up. Uh, just because we used to get busy on the weekends and the the, the, the phones were insane, so I mean we encourage people to 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 order online for takeouts. We didn't have delivery because of the whole insurance hassle. So one advice that I do have is don't cut corners. Liability will kill you more than shutting your business down voluntarily. Okay, I want to make so, sure I'm hearing you right because the the connection I mean, we can hear you, but I just want to make sure it's as clear as I think it is. So um, what you're saying is. If you don't already, if you're not already set up, if you don't already have the hardware in your business to to handle this, uh, make sure you have the hard the right hardware. You're using Toast. With Toast, you can turn on certain features like delivery. And you're saying don't deliver if you do not already have insurance because it will come back to bite you regardless of the state of the economy. Well, I, I, I yeah, that's a good summary. But what I meant was, if you are going to implement in-house delivery with your own employees as business owners, you need to be responsible. All it takes is a call to your insurance agent and with a company with a driver's license and they'll add them to your policy. Got you. And then you're good. Okay. Do that. A lot of people are not doing that. They're just cutting corners and implementing it quickly mm-hmm. for the sake of the business staying open. But what happens if, if there's an accident? You exactly. need to think about this thing. Yeah. And these are specific items that are really relevant. Uh, I don't want somebody to say, oh, he advised that we did the division and then he crashed and we got sued and we lost everything. Yeah. Well, that's, that's on you. I mean, I'm sorry. No, I hear you, man. Um, Anything else you got for us? Uh, the staples that you have in the kitchen. These are staples that people, when I was at the market the other day, or at, at, at the store for uh, unrelated restaurant matters. And uh, I hadn't been to the store in a long time. And I was surprised to see how empty the shelves are. I, was, I thought it was just people making it up. It's bad out there, apparently. Yeah. We get deliveries every day. 
And these people that make the deliveries, the farms that we support, the suppliers that, we, that serve us that we support, they're giving us priority, and we have access to all these staples. Whatever you have in your kitchen, I mean, it, it, it really works for us, like beans, rice, uh, produce, uh, like onions, uh, uh, avocados, bananas, uh, apples, uh, uh, tomatoes. I mean, whatever we have, we offer as a market item at pretty much cost. Okay. And we're beginning all, I mean, even toilet paper, we sold out of toilet paper. And we we can't get any more until Thursday. Yeah, you can't buy and a bidet right like, now online. Those are sold out too. The bidets are sold out <laughs> yeah. as well. Yes, I have I have one at home and I love it. I mean, by the way, but yeah. <laughs> I have I have a, a, a funny first experience story to tell, but I'm not going to do it right now. but uh so i guess i want to make i want to make sure i heard what you just said uh but the other thing you're doing too is you're you're sourcing uh staples from your suppliers like your uh tomatoes avocados bananas things that you can't get at the grocery store and you're offering those to your guests as well at cost yeah dry pasta dry rice limes beans so again, what I'm hearing from you is, is, is just be there for your, your community in ways that are go beyond the transactional relationship. Be, be there to support their needs beyond just cooking a meal, but also providing groceries. Of course. Yeah. And if they want to take an uncooked meal, I mean, somebody was asking the other day, uh, Oh, I wish I could have a steak, but I can't go to the store. I'm like, I have everybody. You want to rewind? Yeah. I pulled out the entire rewind. I said that. Oh man! And I just asked him, "Tell me what to cut. How much do you want? I'll sell it to you at cost." Yeah. And I asked him back there, and he took the phone, had a barbecue, and then he talked us later, and he was very happy. It's 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 about making people happy. It's about the experience. It's about the interaction. It's about supporting the community. Yeah. I mean, in whichever way that we can. I mean, if you're seeing that everybody's fighting over toilet paper, hey guys, we have it, or we had it at least up until the Saturday. Yeah. I have it here. Most per person, and even before that, we were sending one roll for free. With every meal, and, and without killing people, and they were happy to see napkins and a roll of toilet paper. I bet, <laughs> I, mean, man. That's what I bet. Well, is there anything else that you're doing that's worth making an example of? Anything else that I can share with the rest of the community uh, by shining a light on your story? I I would say uh, retract your sales uh, by the hour, so you can control your labor costs uh, for the sake of the business and for the sake of everybody. And I want, to hear, I want to make sure I heard that. You said you said retract your sales by the hour. What do you mean no, by no. that? Track, track okay. your sales. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Thank you. Thank track you. your sales. Make sure that you have your your labor costs in check. The produce costs, the, like all the product costs will be there. If you have a solid menu and you know what you're doing, those are taking care of. If you, if you have a solid crew, that minimizes waste. Gotcha. So those will kind of take care of themselves. You still have to, obviously, implement menu items are that, that that actually works cost wise, but the labor is what will kill you. I mean, if that that needs to be controlled still because sales will be lower than expected or than usual, and then you assume that you're good, and it's a it, it's a very different operation. I mean, it's taking us a week to to learn, but it's a I can tell you Tuesday, and we had a skeleton crew in there. It was rough. We were so busy, we were running around like crazy. I was doing deliveries myself. Uh, I call everybody in for Wednesday, and 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 Wednesday got busier, and it was just barely enough, and everybody was learning their new roles and what to do here, and working on systems that are not in place to try to develop those systems as we go. And this is not just the POS; this is like yeah. actual how to pack stuff. Where do you put the 
the containers, where do you store this, where do you keep this, uh, those people stay in the car, uh, um, so they walk up to the counter, so they pay before, so they pay after, so... And then how, you, then how are you going to communicate all that? So you can create the system, but then you got to train your your customer to follow the systems, right? So it's a lot to it's a lot yeah. to handle. Um, it's so, a lot. We posted signs. We got an A-frame made just for that. Uh, we have a really good printer, a local printer that we work with. Exploit your local guys that you usually work with. He came around within a couple of hours to get an A-frame for us and a bunch, a bunch of, of signs on the doors with a big stop do not enter please keep our staff safe go back to your car we'll bring your food call us and we'll be out there uh, it sucks because we want to to be hospitable and take care of the people and it sucks to hey you just walked in violating every sign that I had up please go back to your car I'm sorry if, if you think I'm being rude but I saw you read the sign and you didn't want I didn't abide by it it's it's it, it, it's it's frustrating, but it, it needs to be done. I mean, well, if I think, you ask me, I think that's one other thing that we need to kind of step up and be leaders within this industry. Uh, one thing, one reason why I'm trying to be so good about sharing best practices in knowledge, in knowledge is because we need to we need to educate the community. We need to educate people on what they can do to be yeah. to be a part of this. And um, I think there's a lot of you know there's a lot of ignorance out there, and I think because we're so close to the, what's happening, because it affects our industry so much, we're a little hypersensitive to it. Uh, but we need to pass yeah. that knowledge along to our communities for sure. Um, so but uh, I, I want to keep hearing this. What's that? I'm sorry. Stay in your cars, guys. <laughs> That's the best you can do. <laughs> Thank you for the support, but please stay in your cars. Yeah, I feel you, man. So before I let you go, Patricio, um, what do you what do you project? I mean, you're a smart dude. Uh, you're good with numbers. I'm sure that you have some uh, some guesses as to like what the state of the industry looks like. What do you, what's your projection? Oh, yeah. You have to be honest. Unfortunately, it's grim. Uh, it's a uh, there's a recession, a big recession coming after this. I mean, even after there's no more virus uh, contagion risks, the economic impacts will be huge, like that's what you've ever seen. And, and we as restaurants have to prepare for that. Uh, I mean, if, if anybody was operating a restaurant in 2007, 2008, they know what I'm talking about. There's going to be worse. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just a matter of reopening. It's a matter of staying open after reopening, like by the end of the year. Yeah, it's not going to be like... Over within a couple Go ahead. It's not going to be like before. It's just going to be all dandy. Like, okay, now we're open. Let's get, let's get back to business. Uh, uh, be careful. Keep controlling those numbers because if you don't and you don't have enough reserves, it's unfortunate. So it's going to be very, very, very rough. Yeah. People are, 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 are going to be coming back from unemployment and some of them are going to be still unemployed. And, you know, there's not going to be any money out there to spend on ex- extraneous uh Activities like dining out, unless, I mean, we happen to be lucky enough, or I don't want to say lucky, we, we, I mean, we plan for it. Yeah. I'm fortunate that we actually got what we planned for in, in, in the sense of, you can come out and dine here, even if there's a recession, because the price point is there for you. Yeah. Uh, if you want to make an event out of it, you can also do that. We have the menu items to do that, but we'll, we serve both crowds. I fear for the fine dining industry. I've been talking to my friends locally, and I've been telling them, you need to change, you need to reinvent, it's going to be rough. And, and um, I mean, those who, who, are, who are still open, I agree completely, at least the majority of them, in the sense that, yeah, I mean, there's not going to be people out there in, 
I'm going I'm going out to spend four hundred bucks on a meal. It's or if they are, it's going to be less. But, I mean, that's my projection. Yeah, uh, it's not it's like gonna a, it's going to be a hard year. We're going to struggle all of us. And yeah. so many are going to close. It's, it's very unfortunate. And, and sometimes it feels better to, to look at the numbers in the face and decide before you're completely wiped out. Patricia Weiss, thank you so much, man, for uh, coming on the show last minute to kind of share perspectives, share best practices, share outlooks. Um, I appreciate you, and uh, I wish you the best, and stay healthy, and uh, I think that's all I can say. Yeah, no, same to you, Stay healthy, and continue spreading the good word, man. I mean, there's a lot of restaurants out there that are struggling, and uh, many are looking for guidance. I know it's been stressful as hell for me, uh, I've been trying to keep my cool, and the same with all the at least the Sacramento region chefs that 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 we confided in. You were saying that you spoke to Brad two weeks ago. I'm sorry, two days ago. Uh, and we've been talking constantly about a community outreach feeding program. Uh, there's things that are in, in the works, but we need to stick together through this. That's and the key, right there. To, we need to stick together. Stick we need together. to get aligned, and that, that, and, keep, and, and keep up. And keep an open mind. I mean, Canada's also a semi-fine dining establishment, uh, and they're they're doing the same as us. You're talking uh, about uh, Canon. Yeah, yeah. And I, I interviewed um, um, I interviewed uh, Sh- Chef Checky. So Brad, uh, yeah, yeah, Brad Checky. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about what we're doing, and we're doing everything as a community. Um, Chef Santana Diaz from UC Davis. Uh, he's also in the efforts. Patrick Mulvaney. Uh, I mean, all amazing people that uh, we're just trying to get the program together to feed the community at a very accessible economic level. Uh, stay together as restaurateurs in your locales, in your towns, in your states, whatever it takes, uh, and work together by keeping an open mind. And uh, I mean, kind of play it by ear, but without ignoring the, the scenarios and the circumstances that are coming. Yeah. Thank you so much, Patricio. I appreciate your time. I really do. Oh, thank you. And uh, just be well, and please stay in touch. Yeah, you too. Uh, whatever you need, I'll be here. There we go. Patricio Weiss uh, sharing some knowledge on best practices around curbside pickup and uh, the state of the industry, uh, where he thinks it's heading. And I'm a little torn right now. Like I'm reporting on what to do to stay in business, but there's a part of me that just wants to encourage people to bunker down and, and, and sew up and, and tighten up operation as much as, as, as much as possible. Um, because this, uh, the, the long term does not look promising not to discourage people, but I also want to be brutally honest. Um, and we, we got to keep an open mind. I think is another big thing that came from today's conversation. Stay positive, keep an open mind and people need you. So, um, even if your, your restaurant does not survive this, um, we are servers of the, the community. That's what we do. And there's going to be no shortage of work because there's going to be a lot of people that need your support. And, uh, just think of it that way. You know, uh, as long as we have each other, we'll be fine. Uh, togetherness is what's going to get us through this. And, uh, a quick shout out to the seasoned app. You don't always need employees. You don't always need a job, but you do always need community and seasoned app has all that head over to seasoned.co that's co C O not com, but co seasoned.co slash unstoppable and sign up for free today. And, uh, that's for Android and iOS. And, uh, thank you so much to season for supporting this effort to spread out the good word. And, uh, 
If you guys know anybody out there who um, wants to get behind this podcast, please put them on my radar. I'm looking for all the support I can get uh, and just keep on fighting. Keep showing up. Keep fighting the good fight and uh, we'll get through this. I'll talk to you in a couple hours. Peace.